and welcome to the Small Business Handbook podcast. I'm Olivia, the founder of the Small Business Handbook, the Passive Income Handbook and the Growth Plan Membership, where I guide ambitious entrepreneurs like you to building their dream six-figure business. Each week I'll be joined here with my partner Jack to spill all of the tea on all things small business growth. What is the question of the day, Olivia? <laughs> I don't know, Jack, you tell me. When is it right to quit my job for my small business? So when is the right time to take the plunge take the scary move of handing your notice in or just stop working or start something sacking new. Sacking Sacking it off to start something new, yeah. Or carry on with what you're already doing on the side, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, very scary decision. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the biggest, potentially the biggest decision you're going to make in your business. Biggest risk for sure. Oh, 100%, yeah. Mm. So the whole question resolves revolves around what the risk is, how risky it is, and is it a possibility, a realistic possibility? Because everybody has dreams of wanting to earn loads of money or doing what they're passionate about or whatever, but not everybody's situations and circumstances allow them to do that. Yeah, 100%. I think the first thing is it depends on your circumstances. Like, if you were a single mother of five and you're on a stable income but your business isn't stable yet i mean it's not the best idea to jump because you have five people to support with nobody supporting you well five people plus you yeah yeah um but like some families um like somebody's partner um whether it be man or woman who doesn't run a business they may physically be able to financially financially support the whole family in, yeah. in those circumstances, if your partner kind of like agrees and says, if it all goes wrong, I can hold us up for a bit until you get your job yeah. back or you get another job. Yeah, yeah. I think in those circumstances, then it's worth the risk because that's kind of what happened with us. Yeah. Like, I I mean, that was how it happened the second time when I quit my first business for my second business. You kind of said like, if it all goes tits up, I, I can physically financially support us. Yeah. But I think that gave me more motivation to make sure it did work because I didn't want you to have to do that. Because yeah. I was like, I knew how stressful that would be. So I was like, I have to make that work now. And it, it ended up paying off really well. Um, but yeah, I think I think the main thing is if you have kids. I feel like kids are like one of the biggest yeah. factors in whether you can risk more or less. 100%. You Well, the people that I'm... Kids are the most important people to you as a parent I yeah. like we've got pesto he's a little cat he is our kid he is our child <laughs> and we will do anything for him we love him and i can't imagine what it'd be like to actually have five pesto <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it, yeah it's a risky decision you have to make sure you're making the right one yeah although then it brings on uh, let's say if you've got a partner that can support you or you are in a situation like you're at uni or let's say you're a young adult that is living with the parents or whatever, where although you want to earn money and giving up a job is scary, if that job fails, a lot of the time parents will support you, If especially if you're living... Mm. I think people always forget as well, like, it seems so scary, like, going full-time on a small business because you're suddenly so, like, uh, what's the word, like, self-dependent? Is that the word? Yeah, I guess yeah. that works, yeah. But I think people forget that you can be made redundant or you can get sacked any day of the week. Yeah. It's no different, really. Like, 
the only real difference is that you, with a job, if you're on a contract, you'll have a consistent salary or a consistent wage. Yeah. But in terms of actually like losing everything, there's no real difference. Like you can just be made redundant on the spot, especially in like these like economic crisis times where yeah. companies are just collapsing by the minute. Or if you're on a zero, if you're on a zero hour contract, like your boss can just tell you to leave. And yeah, you, you like that to, happened to you're me. You're entitled at, to nothing. Um, that happened to me at Pitch and Piano because mm. I was on a zero hour contract. Um, so I don't think, in terms of losing everything, it's that much of a risk. I think it's more of a risk when it comes to consistent yeah. wages, which is something you have to get used to. Well, the good thing about a stable, like paying nine to five job is, you can turn up and have the worst day of your life. Yeah. And you will get paid the same amount as if you would if you had a great day or a normal day. Mm. When when you've got your own business, a lot of the time it your business is you and your business for a long time will depend on you and the work you put into it. Yeah. Obviously there's a lot of passive income streams you can go down and if you want a passive income business, that's a good thing. And the they can be very good, but at the same time you have to put all the effort and make sure it's set up and everything. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things. Not, I'm not saying like like people should do it this way. I'm just saying I think this is like one of the routes I would always advise people is, if you have a job that you hate and you want to run a business full time, before you do that, like before you quit, generate enough passive income on the side to cover like the bare the minimum. bare minimum, like yeah. it pays for your bills and your food. Yeah, and if you have children and stuff. So at the bare minimum, you have that to cover it. So if everything does go wrong, you're still held up. Yeah. And you're not having to put time into that either. So you can then put all of your time into your business, which is only going to make it work better and earn more. Yeah, yeah. But obviously that's only one option. Like, you don't have to do that. I, I didn't do that. No. Obviously, there, there are always better options. There are always things you can and can't do to make things better or worse. But... It, the big, big question is, when is the right time to take that scary jump? So, um, if, as I'd say, if your family, if if your family doesn't depend, if you, if your family can cope with you not earning that stable income and is and you are happy to take that risk, I think you're ready, essentially, assuming your business can. I'd say there's two main things that I would say you have to kind of like tick off before doing it. I'd say the first one is you have to have had several months of consistent income that is like you can live off when it's not like in peak time. So I remember I wanted to drop out of university in like November and December because I was doing really, really well. And my mum was like, well, you sell gifts. They're obviously going to sell really well at Christmas. I think it's silly if you drop out based on that. Yeah. So I waited till January and January was even better than December. But there was no like reason for people to buy in January. So mm. that to me was like a it's good a sign. sign that yeah. it was going to stay stable, which it did. I would say if you were in the do- you were in a situation where I could support you, your mum was happy to pay and support you, you're at uni, so you get a uni grant as well financially. That uni fan. grant didn't even cover my rent though, so I didn't no, get any yeah. of that. No, but at the same time, it's like it's still a lot of money that was given to you because you were at uni. I know no, it didn't cover much. No, but you'd have a lot more of a problem if you didn't have it. Yeah, I wouldn't have had a house. <laughs> so you did take a big risk when you went. You got to December and you thought, "I want to quit," and people were saying, "No, wait, it could be a trend." And then on the first month, you took that risk. 
if I was suggesting... I mean, I, it, that's when I decided. I didn't actually do it until um, March, April time. I guess so, yeah. But that's when I, in my head, I decided, like, this is yeah, when I'd stopped the, doing uni The box work. has been ticked. Yeah, the like, decision's been made. I just stopped made. going to lectures. I, well, did I ever really go? But, I don't know, but no, that's I when I just quite completely, like, thought in my head. In my head, I had dropped out. I just hadn't left university yeah. yet. Um, Still paying. <laughs> yeah, that's why I used to pay anyway, up until yeah. the end of the year. Um... But I'd say that's the first thing, like, Make have sure you had stable. consistent yeah. months, not during peak time? And the second thing I would say you have to consider is, is it actually scalable? Like, if you are hand-making everything yourself, that's fine. There's a lot of big handmade businesses, but can you, in the future, employ people who can, um, who can hand-make them the exact same way that you do? Mm. Or can you manufacture them instead? Or... Like, is it actually scalable? Like, could is you it see grow? it? Yeah, could you see it on shop shelves, or could you see it selling worldwide? Or yeah, you have to imagine what it could turn into. Like, you need to envis- envisage, envision, envision. I think God, I might so be wrong. Rubbish at speaking. <laughs> envision, envision, yeah, envision. envision. Um, what? Let's say in five, ten, twenty years time, whatever. What do your? What does your life? What do you want your life to look like? If it's sunny beaches on the coast somewhere of some tropical island, okay, cool, what's going to get you there? Mm. The business you've got right now, let's say you do sell... Let's take your old business where you sell Mm. sell bouquet flower things. How are you going to take that business to get you to your end destination? Is it scalable? Is it going to be able to afford that amount of money? Yeah, see, with the... Because that's one point I didn't really consider when I dropped out of university and quit my job because I I remember towards the end just before I closed it I started having to think about how to scale it because it was growing each month but not like exponentially it wasn't like whoa it wasn't like out of this water it was just like growing by a few it wasn't yeah it wasn't blowing up it was just um and I remember maybe a month before I closed it I was contacted by like a gift shop kind of no, no like a gift or... shop, like a place that sells gifts, but they sell a lot of different ones from a lot of different places in uh, Ireland. And they asked me if they could stock my products. And I thought, brilliant, that's like a great idea. And then they told me how many they would need. And I was like, like I can't make all them on my own. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember this. Like, I wouldn't have been able to keep up with the demand. So then I was like, well, I have to hire somebody. And then I considered hiring your mum, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. But because I was so fussy about the way they were made, and it took me so long to kind of get it the way I wanted them to look. Yeah. Because at first they looked horrendous. Like, I don't know how people have good reviews for them because they looked awful. But because um, I was so, like, such control freak over it, I didn't want to hire people for it. But I've seen, like, people who sell similar things to what I did, like, who are, like, really big. Like, on Amazon, they're, like, they're, like everywhere. So they must have, like a full team of people making them. Mm. But I just couldn't... I, I was such control freak, I couldn't. And I think that's when I realised, like... This I'm not gonna. Scale. I'm not going to want to take this anywhere because I don't want to, like, give responsibility yeah. to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that does bring us on to sort of, like, our last sort of half point. Like, yes, you do have this side hustle or hobby that you want to go full-time with. And the idea of, oh, my God, I'm going to be doing my favourite thing all the time. Like, is this actually something you want to do as a full-time job 
because by yeah. the end you really used to enjoy making bouquets and you loved it and you were really passionate about it until it was like 50 60 a day then i yeah. could hate it. like you have to imagine like you have to do what you're currently doing times 100 every day because it's not as fun when you're doing it times 100 yeah it's more of a chore than anything because it's not like oh i'm making these pretty things it's like flipping egg like how am i going to get through all of these like staying up for like yeah. all night to do it you'll get the little ping from shopify to say 10 have been bought and then and it it's gets the like, morning oh, after it's like oh god. god i have to make 10 yeah that's yeah. exactly what it was like um i remember on christmas being like like i don't want to sound ungrateful but i was like because do you remember there were so many orders coming through like the week before christmas and i was yeah. just thinking oh my god i have to actually make all of those yeah it was like 16, 18 hours a day making them. It was ridiculous. And I think um, for me, I thought, yeah, I would love to do this as a job. But what I didn't realise is that I was actually thinking I love being self-employed, not I like making these gifts. Like that was the, yeah. the kind of like thing I did wrong there. So I think you have to think, is it just being self-employed that you like, or is it actually what you do? And if you do actually like what you do, would you like it on a much bigger scale? Yeah, well, that's a positive way of looking at it. If you're going to go for like the negative route, it's picky battles as well. Like, I quit a, like a well-paying job Yeah. to work with, what, Underlife, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was like a really big risk to take because all of a sudden we're a, a household that, is dependent on one business instead of two. Yeah, it's terrifying. It terrified you. It was terrifying for it's me because I, <laughs> the mortgage was in my name, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, scary, scary decision, but you have to pick your battles. Like, I was working for someone I didn't really like. I was doing a job that I didn't really like with people that I got on with, but at the same time, I'd much rather be on my own. Mm. And it's like you have to pick your battles. You have to make sure that everything is possible and then make sure... Like you, in a weird way, you have to imagine what the worst scenario would be for both of them, and pre-plan how you would get out of it if it was yeah. to happen. Like prepare for the worst, yeah. and honestly, the worst probably won't happen. But if you're prepared for it, then you're not going to be shocked. And um, I think the other thing is that you people kind of get in the mindset of if you quit your job to go to your business, you've you've kind of just like thrown yourself in the deep end and you've got yeah. like no way out. But in reality, if you kind of like leave your workplace gracefully and you just like leave on good terms, chances are if everything was to go wrong, they'd take you back. I know when I left Malton Brown, like when I quit, the last thing they said to me was like, if you ever need to come back, just tell us straight away and yeah. we'll let you back in. So it's like, if you leave your workplace gra- gracefully, then you don't really have anything to worry about because if it all goes wrong, you can just go back. And I think people yeah. forget that. It's like with any other job. If you get made redundant, you go find another job. Obviously, it's, it's no very difficult in this day and age. It's difficult 100%, to find jobs. Which is why you should kind of stay on good terms with who yeah. you worked with before. At the very least, they'll you. give you a good notice after that. Yeah. But another... I know this doesn't apply to everyone, but if you, have, if you did do an apprenticeship or if you've got a trade as well, it's mm. a lot easier to get into a trade job because everybody's always looking for something when yeah. it comes to trades. And it's another way to essentially show off what you can do yeah. on the trade. I know it's a really boring, like, your dar answer. but <laughs> And I think as well, like, you don't always have to just go back to a job. Like, you can just start something new like I did. Yeah. If you, like, have that stability. Like, I had yeah. a lot of money saved up from my first business to make sure I had something to live off. Um... But, yeah, 
It's 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 have a really difficult. Have an emergency fund. Yeah. Before you do anything, like have an emergency fund. Get a month or two's rent saved up. Maybe or, even three. I'd yeah. say three, just to be sure. Plus a bit of food, money, and stuff. Make yeah. sure you make sure you're safe. Like, it's all nice and well taken a risk here and there. And you need to take starting your own business and going full time is a risk, no matter what anybody says, because all of a sudden everything is on you. And that's just, a scary like, thing. Ask people in advance, like parents, grandparents, partners, brothers, sisters, just be like, I'm making this leap and I'm adamant I can do it. But if it was to all go wrong, would I be able to borrow X amount of money off you until I get another job or until I get my job back or whatever it is? And then if you get a few green lights, then I'd say go for it. You've got that in mind. Like, uh, you, you know that somebody will hold you up if you need it, but yeah. chances are it won't come around to you needing it yeah and if okay let's say if there is nobody that's being generous like cause it, that isn't always like a normal it's thing not, like no. you've got a good family and yeah i have if that is the case be that support for yourself save up i know it's difficult in this with the, the cost of living and everything 100%. but if you can save up a month or two's rent in your savings and then start preparing for your own for your I mean, business. that's why I say, like, have passive income on the side for those yeah. people who don't have that support, because it's like, you, you've kind of just Even if you do it. have the support, yeah, passive income Yeah, you kind of just cut it, cut it in. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's good advice. It's really good advice. It's that I think the one thing... Obviously, I, I haven't started my own business. I've taken that leap somewhat, but it's not the full leap. I understand that, so I can't speak with authority on this. But I think... As long as... I'm trying to remember what I was thinking. I've, I've lost my thought now. What was it? Have a think. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, if you are kind of... I've remembered it, sorry. I was just going to say, if you... <laughs> I'll cut you off, sorry, just because I'll only forget. I'll be really quick, I promise. Um, taking the leap's scary, but what a lot of people don't realise is, it's really fucking hard work. Mm. Really hard work. There'll be days where you're working 18 hours... But then there'll be days where... You never made you work 18 No, I know. I'm not speaking with authority (laughs) on this, am I? I thought you went for you. No, no. Don't do me like that. Um, (laughs) But there'll be days where you'll working all day. You'll wake up, work, and then you'll go to sleep, and you'll wake up and you'll work. There will be days like that, because that's how difficult businesses are. And if you're not capable of doing that sometimes, and if you don't want to do that... Maybe a full income is a better option for sure. Or like keeping you your business still, as a side hustle. You can still have a business full time, but you just probably shouldn't do anything that's requiring a lot of energy. Mm. Maybe like a virtual assistant or yeah. selling digital products or something. Because that doesn't require much energy and you can live off that full time easily. But yeah, some businesses just require a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time and energy. Yeah, they do. But the, what I was going to say is. Um, Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> We're so bad today, aren't we? Right, cut this bit out. Yeah, we can cut it out. <sighs> That's what's going to be Um, So I always advise, advise this to people, but I feel like people think this, is, this sounds like a scary option, but it's honestly not. So if you are like working full-time right now and running your business on the side and your business is earning like enough to support you, so it must be earning like a fair amount, what I would always do... I mean, this is what I did with Olivia's of York with... Becca, my roommate, is whilst you're still working, pay for somebody to do that work that you would do for you. So I would pay my roommate to package up all of my orders whilst I was working at Molten Brown. And then by the time I got home, they'd all be done. And it's like, yeah, I lost that profit that I would have made, but my business was able to grow whilst I was still 
kind of saving up money from my job to make sure I could like financially yeah. support myself. If you, <laughs> I don't think it's as much of a scary thing to hire somebody to do that work for you as people think it is. Especially if you just hire like a family member or a friend, a friend or, or someone you know. Um, if you can delegate as many jobs away as possible, you won't earn as much money, but 10 minds is better than one. Two minds is better than one. Yeah, plus if you... once you quit your jobs to go on to your business, you can like let those people go. Like You can tell them before like and say, like I only need you for this amount of time because yeah. by this point, I'm going to do it on my own when I quit my job. And by that, by that point, your business will be earning so much more because they've kind of kept it going for you whilst you've been at work. Yeah. And it'll be so much easier to jump across. 100%. Or... Another way you could do it, if you were comfortable that the growth is going to be there, you could both work on it. 100%, and then, yeah. But, again, like, if you, obviously, if, like, most of your profit's going on that one, like, staff member, it's probably best to tell oh, yeah, you yeah. and let them go. But that's, that, that's your circumstance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's 23 minutes, nearly, of just waffle. <laughs> nice. Not waffle waffle, but it was it was good. Um, have you got anything to speak about before we end it? No. No! No! Um... That's it, really. Um, See you next week. Yeah, see you next week, guys. Adios.